Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I'm sorry you have a reason to be listening to this podcast, but I am glad that you found us, and I am honored and blessed to be part of your journey with you. John 16, verse 1, Jesus tells his disciples, I've told you these things so that you will not stumble or be caught off guard and fall away. Now, I know he was talking about some of the end time things and those kinds of warnings, but as I was reading the other day, reading in my Bible, this scripture, this one verse just stood out to me. He said, I've said these things to you. Another version says, so that you will not lose your faith, or I have told you this so that you would not surrender to confusion or doubt. That's the version that I read. I believe it was the Passion Translation I was in that day. I want to say it is normal and natural to have those things, to be caught off guard, to stumble, to have confusion and doubt. But we don't want to surrender to those things and stay in that place of confusion and doubt. It doesn't do us any good to stay there. Like I said, the context was when Jesus was close to being betrayed and crucified, and he was actually telling them about how they would be hated and persecuted. John 16, verses 6 and 7 says, Your hearts are filled with sadness because I've told you these things, but here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you, but after I depart, I will send him to you. I don't know about you, but I know that Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit and to call him the divine encourager. It just, I don't know, it almost makes my makes my heart feel like, <sighs> because I don't just need encouragement. I need divine encouragement in my place of grief when Becca died, especially those first few years. The Amplified Version, what it says, the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Amplified Version, but it amplifies the scripture. It just really adds a lot more description to what maybe we're used to reading. And so sometimes it's good to turn to the Amplified Version after we read a verse and see how it can be expanded or built on in a way that may give us a deeper revelation or maybe a little more truth or something might make a little more sense. And so let me, let me read this in the Amplified Version. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby will not come. And when I look at all these things that the Holy Spirit does for us and who he is for us, we hear so much about God. 
We know what Jesus did for us, but we don't talk about the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives very often. And yet it's the Holy Spirit is the one that lives in us. I know that we pray and receive Jesus into our hearts, but we're really receiving the Holy Spirit. Jesus left. He's at the right hand of God the Father. He's interceding for us. And he sent the Holy Spirit to be in us. It is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit who is inside us. And so to think of the Holy Spirit being all of these things for us is incredible when we stop and take time for this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And boy, do we need help. Don't we need, oh, we just need help in everything. We need help in just surviving minute by minute when our, when our child first dies. We need help. And I, uh, the Holy Spirit was really the only one that could help me through that darkness and help me just survive and help me keep breathing, even when I didn't want to keep breathing. And I know, I remember there was a time, some of you have heard me say this, I remember a specific time, the chair I was sitting in, I could remember that a moment when I realized I was not breathing. I was just sitting there and I wasn't even breathing and I had to make myself take a breath. I believe that was the Holy Spirit helping me. Even though I didn't want to be here anymore, there was still something in me that knew I needed help taking that next breath. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And I know at the beginning so often we don't feel like there is any comfort for us. But I'm telling you, He is your comforter. Lean on Him. Cry to Him. Yell whatever you need to do, but allow the Holy Spirit to bring comfort to you in your loss. He will do that for you. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. What is an advocate? Well, an advocate represents somebody, and an advocate defends somebody against the accuser. You know, when we are in the darkness of our grief, it is such a suffocating darkness. I, I didn't even know this kind of darkness existed until Becca, my daughter, died. And we are such a huge, easy, vulnerable target for the enemy when we are in this dark, dark place of grief and pain and confusion and doubt, and we're questioning, we might be questioning our faith, we might be questioning God, that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do in this place of darkness. And so he's going to come in and he's going to attack with even darker thoughts and try to keep the confusion going and heaping on the thoughts of betrayal and anger and confusion and doubt. He's going to do everything he can to get a, a stronger foothold in that darkness. But the Holy Spirit is your advocate. The Holy Spirit is defending you against the accuser. And when we can't even defend ourselves, when we can't even, we don't even know what to say, we don't even want to say, we don't even want to fight, we're just trying to survive. The Holy Spirit is being our advocate and he is defending us against the accuser. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor. And I already said that Jesus Jesus said that he is at the right hand of God the Father interceding for us. He is our high priest and he is doing that through the Holy Spirit in us. There's a scripture I didn't, I wasn't planning on using the scripture uh, so I don't have the reference in front of me and I'm not one that has a bunch of references memorized so I can't tell you where it is. I'm sorry but 
it talks about how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And it says with groans that cannot even be uttered, uh, with words and groanings. And so he is our intercessor. He is interceding on our behalf. When we don't know how to pray, we don't even want to pray, the Holy Spirit is praying for us and he is interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. Oh my goodness, he gives us wisdom and direction. Oh, we need that, don't we? We need a counselor. We have no idea what to do. We have no idea where to go. We are just so confused and so lost in our grief and in our pain of, of losing our child. But the Holy Spirit is your counselor. The Holy Spirit will give you direction. And I know sometimes we feel like, I, I don't have any direction. I am so so, so lost. But the Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit is not lost. And therefore you are not lost. You are in him and he is in you. And even though you feel totally discombobulated, you're not lost in him. The Holy Spirit is your strengthener. And oh yeah, we need strength. We don't think we're ever going to be strong again physically, emotionally, spiritually, but the Holy Spirit is your strengthener. And I know I didn't feel like I was getting strong at all for the longest time, a long, long, long time. I felt like it was just never getting better. But I did get to a point, and I've talked to so many parents who will say the same thing. You get to a point where one day you just feel a little stronger. And I believe that the, the work, the strengthening that the Holy Spirit is doing in us is in such a deep place that it takes so long for that strength to reach us in a way that we can feel like we're starting to feel a little stronger. We're starting to feel a little better here and there. You know, we can we can start feeling a little stronger, a little better, feeling like maybe I can get through this. And then the next day or even later that same day, we feel like we're right back in the suffocating pit. We feel like it's one step forward and three steps backwards or even more sometimes. But the Holy Spirit is your strengthener. He is giving you strength to get through this day. He's giving you strength to get through this next hour. He's giving you strength to get you through the next breath. He is your strengthener. And this last one in the Amplified Version says that the Holy Spirit is our standby. That's an interesting one. I was listening to Joyce Meyer the other day, and she was talking about this scripture and talking about being like on standby for an airplane. The Holy Spirit is standing by. He is right there to take his place whenever you call on him. You know, whenever, when you're on standby for, for an airplane in an airport, you're right there. And when your name is called, you get on board. And it's like that with the Holy Spirit. He is on standby. He is standing by to help you the second, the split second you call out to him. He is right there being what you need him to be for that moment. And I know sometimes we don't feel like it. We cry out to him and we're calling out to him and we don't feel like he's coming. 
but he is. John 15, 26 says that when Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, he is also the spirit of truth and he will lead you into truth. So one of the questions is what are some of those truths that we need to be led into in our place of grief after the death of our child? Well, there's one I can think of that even Jesus himself had a hard time believing. John 16, 31 through 32, Jesus, now this is Jesus talking, and he was talking to his disciples, and he said, now you finally believe in me, and the time has come when you will all be scattered, and each one of you will go your own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am never alone, for the Father is always with me. Now, that's something that Jesus said just a few days, if not like one or two days before he was arrested and tortured and beaten and then murdered on the cross. He said, I am never alone, for the Father is always with me. Let's fast forward to when Jesus was hanging on the cross. And we know that at that point, Jesus did not believe what he had told the disciples, because while he was hanging on the cross, Jesus himself cried out, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your back on me? Where did you go? Why aren't you here with me? Jesus had told his disciples, he's never alone. The father is always with me. That was the truth. And yet when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was covered in the most hideous sins we can think of, he was covered in carrying and taking on all of the what we call little sins, every single sinful thing that you have done, that I have done, that the world has done. Jesus took those on. He was in such a place of suffocating darkness that he felt like God had left him. Now, Jesus was quoting David in Psalm 22, verse 1. God had not left him. God had not forsaken Jesus. The Holy Spirit was still dwelling inside Jesus. Let me just say, I know if you were brought up like I was, that our sin separates us from God, that God's so holy, he can't look on, he can't be around sin. And so we have to be holy and we have to come into his holiness through the blood of Jesus But when you really begin to study scripture, starting with Adam and Eve, what we find out is that it is not our sin that separates us from God. It's our guilt and our shame that we pull back in our relationship from God. When Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God. God did not yell down to the garden, good, great job, you people. You disobeyed me. You rebelled. And now I can't come down there because I'm a holy God and I can't be around you anymore. Way to go. No, God knew what they had done. He came down into the garden looking for them, even though they had sinned and had been in rebellion. And he went looking for them. They hid from God because of their guilt and their shame. They had to be covered because of that. So it's not the sin that separates us. It's our guilt and shame. So the Holy Spirit was still dwelling inside Jesus, but things were so dark that God's light could not break through at that time. And Jesus felt alone in that suffocating darkness, but he wasn't. 
and you have not been betrayed or forsaken or left alone any more than Jesus was. It may be so dark that you can't see him, you cannot hear him, you cannot feel him, but God is there with you because the Holy Spirit is inside you, and Jesus knows what that is like. The truth is that God is always with you, and he has never left you, no matter how dark the darkness is that you are feeling. John 15, 11 says that my purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. Now that sounds like just a little bit too much, doesn't it? How will I ever have my heart filled with overflowing gladness ever again? But we can be filled with overflowing gladness. Now I believe It took me a while to get to this point, but I know that it is possible to have our hearts overflowing with gladness while we're here on this earth. But if you don't get to that point here, the truth is, because the Holy Spirit leads us in truth, the truth is that we will get to see our children again. And when we do, oh man, oh man, yes, our hearts are going to be overflowing with gladness. And the next time we get to see our children, it is going to be in a perfect world. Tell yourself that over and over again. Because if you're like me, I can end those kinds of thoughts with, yeah, I know I'll see her again then, but she's not here now. And I start thinking about all the things that she's missing out on and that I'm going to be missing out on. I, I, I go into the buts, okay? Yes, I know I'll get to see her in heaven, but we need to practice leaving off the buts. We will get to see our children again. And the next time we see them, it will be in a perfect world. And if You don't get to the point where you can live a life where you have moments where your heart is overflowing with gladness and meaning and purpose again, not in spite of your child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. If you can't get there here, you will be there in that place. And that is truth. Yes, we know what it is like to be suffering in such a dark place that we can think that God has left us. And Jesus knows what that kind of darkness is like. And he sent the Holy Spirit to be with you and with me in our place of darkness, knowing we would be in this place. The Holy Spirit is at work and you will not always stay in this horrible place of suffocating darkness. The Holy Spirit is in you and He is at work. He is at work being your truth. He is at work being your helper, your comforter, your advocate, your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener, and your standby. I want to remind you that we will be pulling out of Wisconsin in the Hopemobile in just a couple more weeks. We'll be hosting a retreat in Iowa, and then we're heading to the Pacific Northwest where we will be hosting another retreat in Oregon. We're going to be ministering to a couple of support groups, and we're going to be making a loop down south and eventually get into Texas, and then eventually we'll be going on into Florida, and there's going to be ministry happening along the way. We would love to meet up with you, our listeners. 
please email us at office at gpshope.org to let us know where you are, especially if you're in this route heading through um, anywhere from like Wisconsin through, see, I think we're hitting South Dakota. We were going to go up into North Dakota, but decided not to do that and going on across Oregon, Washington, hitting the corner of California down into Nevada. I know we'll be in Arizona over into Texas. So anyway, if you're in any of those areas, We would love to meet up with you for lunch, supper, a cup of coffee, whatever. If you have a group that you want us to come minister to, uh, we would be honored to do that. So email us, like I said, at office at gpshope.org to let us know where you are. And we will do our best to figure out how to meet up with you if you are even within a couple of hours of our route Also, you can support the ministry of GPS Hope and help us keep this podcast going and and other resources that we have available. And at the same time, you can honor the memory of your child by letting us place an in-loving memory heart on the Hope Mobile. We now have over 100 hearts on the Hope Mobile, and people do walk around to see the names and where they are from. There are seven colors to choose from, and we will video call you so that you can choose the spot where you want your child's heart to be placed and watch us put your child's heart on the Hope Mobile. For more information, to see the hearts or to request an in-loving memory heart for your child, it is a $100 sponsorship, go to gpshope.org slash heart decal. And there will also be a link to that in the show notes, or if you just go to the website, click on, I believe there's a donate tab, and then click on heart decal. Let's go ahead and go on to our birthday segment this week. Travis M. Blair was born on August 9th and left us at age 30. Tony Summers was born on August 9th and left us at age 15. Christopher Hotch was born on August 10th and left us at age 31. Jacob Holliday was born on August 10th and left us at age 26. Miracle Valentina Harvison was born on August 12th and left us at two and a half months. We celebrate the day that these children came into the world and into the lives of these families. We know it will always remain a very special day in our lives and in the lives of these families. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday shared with the other listeners, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There's just a little form with the information we need to fill out. Submit that and uh, we will add your son or daughter to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. And we'll also send you an email to remind you to listen to the podcast that week to hear your child's birthday. I will also have a link to that in the show notes, gpshope.org slash birthdays. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. We know that God gave the greatest sacrifice of all. He sacrificed all when he sacrificed his son for us, 
for our children so that we could be together again forever, so that we wouldn't have to stay in this dark place of grief after the death of our child. He sacrificed all so that he could leave us with the Holy Spirit when his work here on earth was done. Jesus also said in John chapter 15, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. God is loving on you through the Holy Spirit. Let him, allow him to nourish your heart with his love, a love in a way that doesn't make sense. Let him come in your place of darkness and just love on you and nourish your heart. Until you can see it or feel that love, I am here to tell you to continue to have H-O-P-E, to hold on pain eases because there is hope.